the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com is brought to you by EDI Travel. Thanks for listening to Faith Talk 570, 910, and FM 102.1. With Bill Bunkley taking a break from the host chair, we wanted a chance to highlight some of the terrific ministries that are part of the family here at Faith Talk. Faith Answers with Dr. Gary Roy, pastor of Colonial Oaks Baptist Church in Sarasota, Saturdays at noon. We thought we'd share that program with you this afternoon. The world is a confusing place. Bad people prosper as well as good. Bad things happen to good people. People of other faiths often seem more Christian than Christians. Are they going to heaven? Are you? Does God know you? Care about you? Hear your prayers? Is the Bible true? Why doesn't everyone believe in God? Welcome to Faith Answers with Pastor Gary Roy, pastor of Colonial Oaks Baptist Church in Sarasota, online at mycobc.com. And now... Here's Pastor Gary. If I told you but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness? looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Welcome to Faith Answers. I'm Pastor Gary Roy, pastor of Colonial Oaks Baptist Church in Sarasota, Florida. And we're talking about and discussing today the book of the Revelation, chapter number 17 and 18. And this deals with the rise and the fall of Babylon the Great during the Great Tribulation. Oh, dear friend, I'm glad you tuned in today because we're going to be kind of sharing some things of future events and prophecy uh, concerning uh, the great religious harlot of uh, the chapters we're going to be talking about, uh, the church that is the false religion of that time, a one world church, if you please, that is made up of all different kinds of false doctrines. And we're going to talk about that and the power that it has over the people. So today, as we look at the scripture, I want to go to the Lord in prayer and just uh, get this launched off today as we begin our study. So let's bow as we pray together. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful that, Lord, we have the truth ever before us in the Word of God. And today, as we look at the book of the Revelation, once again, dear Father, we pray that you will guide our hearts and minds in all that we do. And Lord, most of all, that the Holy Spirit will lead our listeners and everyone into the ways of truth truth and to get an urgency of 
how we need to be preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ today. So, Father, bless your word to our hearts. Thank you again for the truth of it. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, dear friend, I want to read to you our text today once again from uh, the book of the Revelation, chapter 17. I began with uh, some words out of Second uh, Peter, but I, I do want to share this uh, as we look at the the vision that John has of the great scarlet woman and the scarlet beast of chapter 17 and 18. In, in verse number one of chapter 17, he says, Then one of the seven angels who had the seven uh, bowls came and talked with me, saying to me, Come, I will show you the judgment of the great harlot who sits on many waters, with whom the kings of the earth committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth were made drunk with the wine of her fornication. So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast, which was full of the names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. The woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, having in her hand a golden cup full of abominations and the filthiness of her fornication. And on her forehead was a name written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots and of the abominations of the earth. Oh, friend, there's more to this uh, study here than these verses. I, I want to start off with that today. But I really wanted to get into this to kind of get an explanation from the Word of God. What exactly is he talking about? Well, I believe we're dealing here with a one-world false religion that is anti-Christ in its nature, uh, but yet is religion. And, you know, the people of that day are just followers of this because they have not the Holy Spirit of God during this time to witness to them and show them the truth. By the way... When the rapture takes place, the Holy Spirit's going to take believers out of this world into the presence of the Holy Spirit of God. Not that he does not do his work during the tribulation, but my friend, the void of gospel preaching, apart from the 144,000, is going to make a devastating effect on the world, where people will follow after religions, follow after false teaching, and friend, uh, we see that even happening today with the Holy Spirit in the world convicting of sin. So when all of this comes to play, we have to understand that he's talking about a one-world religious system. And I've always been one to say that, friend, uh, we don't get saved by religion. We get saved by a relationship with God through the Lord Jesus Christ. So when we start to look into this and we see the, the devastating effect that this uh, great harlot church, by the way, has upon the believer, I notice in verse number six that it says, and I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I marveled with great amazement. You know, out of this text comes some things that I think we need to be aware of when it concerns the fact that there's going to be a rise of a false religion, a false political system, and it's all based on evil. Matter of fact, I think it's based on an ideology of humanism and socialism that enters into a lot of the realm of not only the political environment, but the church itself. Now, I know there's a great debate going on out here in the world about uh, Christian socialism. My dear friend, I want you to know that Jesus Christ was not a socialist. He didn't rely on the government to get the job done. Matter of fact, his uh, way was more, if you 
want to put it in light of the fact of love and compassion to help the poor rather than coercion and being forced to do something out of the will of man to take care of the poor. We ought to be taking care of the poor out of the goodness of our heart, not because the government told us to or takes away from your paycheck or whatever. I I believe I'm a firm believer in helping people no matter what, but I want to tell you this. In all of this, we find a religion based on humanism and leaning upon that philosophy of uh, trusting in man rather than God. So when we see this coming up, we are reminded in chapter 17 of the rise of the kings. And of course, uh, we can go back into the book of Daniel and relate to this about the kingdoms and the statue that Daniel saw and the different realms of leadership throughout history. But in this part is based upon the, the feet of that statue that Daniel saw. Now you say, what is that statue? Well, perhaps maybe sometime we'll go through the study of the book of Daniel. But in that statue, there were feet, uh, there was a feet of clay. Uh, and of course, uh, there was some iron here. But when you look at the 10 horns, you're looking at 10 nations. And many believe this to be the revived Roman Empire uh, that is coming during the tribulation. Chapter 17, verse 12 and 13 say this. The ten horns which you saw are ten kings who have received no kingdom as yet, but they receive authority for one hour as kings with the beast. Now, they have no authority whatsoever, and all of a sudden now, they are energized, they are charged, and now they take part with the beast. And for one hour, this is going to take place on the earth. These are of one mind, and they will give their power and authority to the beast. In other words, he becomes their leader. He becomes their source. All of this because of the fact that now there's going to something's going to happen during this uh, a period of time. And in chapter 17, if we just kind of look into this, and of course they have no authority, but uh, being of one mind, one power, one authority, the verse 14 says, these will make war with the lamb and the lamb will overcome them. For he is Lord of lords and King of kings, and those who are with him are called chosen and faithful. And when we look at this, we start to have to realize that this whole world system, whether it be political or whether it be religious, is against Jesus Christ. Some people say, how can a religion be against Jesus Christ? Well, all you have to do is look at radical Islamic religions, and you'll see that. Uh, you'll, you'll look at religions of the world today that in their own dogma and doctrines are totally against Christianity and uh, the Jewish people. You know, this whole thing that goes on with uh, what's happening in the Middle East today. There's a rise going on of those who hate the Jews. And uh, whether you call it Hamas or whether you call it Al-Qaeda or whether you call it ISIS, uh, behind the forces of that is a religious system that is totally against Judaism. And by the way, Christianity as well. So when we start to look at this, we say, well, what's on the scene right now is beginning to culminate an attitude. And friend, I want to tell you something. This is global. There's a global attitude that is building not only against Israel, but against Christianity. 
And when it comes down to the fact that uh, who stands on what ground, the humanists, these people who are uh, into the socialism and, and this doctrine of man and so on and so forth, ladies and gentlemen, that is nothing but the doctrines of Satan and demons. And when we start to look at this, we begin to realize that uh, they make war with the Lamb. By the way, the Lamb is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. And he is King of Kings. He is Lord of Lords. And then, of course, John gets a message. He says, uh, the, the, the messenger said to him, the waters which you saw uh, where, the, where the harlot sits, the waters are the peoples, the multitudes, the nations, and the tongues. And that's how much influence this great harlot has over the world. The ten horns which you saw in the beast, uh, these will hate the harlot, make her desolate and naked, eat her flesh and burn her with fire. So they're going to actually turn on her in all of this. And what you have is in complete chaos of what is happening. Because God puts in their hearts, verse 17 says, to fulfill his purpose, to be of one mind and to give their kingdom to the beast until the words of God are fulfilled. And the woman whom you saw is the great city which reigns over the kings of the earth. Now we say, boy, there's a lot in this and I don't quite understand what's going on here. Well, let me just tell you, friend, it always has been a war with God ever since the fall of Satan in the garden and when the fall of Adam and Eve took place. And of course, we know that Satan's mentality is he wants to be like the most high. He wants to be Jesus. Yet he's never going to achieve that because there's only one God and three persons Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and God will not share that with anyone else or any other angel or being. So when we see the rise of what's going on here, and it's brief, it is a rise of evil that's going to take place, and it's only lasting an hour. Because down in uh, chapter 18, verses 1 and 2, we see where the fall comes. And by the way, friend, you cannot stand up against God and fight him. He's going to win every time. And authorities, kingdoms, and all the rest are going to have to realize this one day. But in verses 1 and 2 of chapter 18, it says, After these things I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was illuminated with his glory. And he cried mightily with a loud voice, saying, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become a dwelling place of demons, a prison for every foul spirit, and a cage for every unclean and hated bird. Now, can you imagine this? Uh, all hell breaks loose on earth, and literally uh, a habitation for demons and all the rest. We have to realize, friend, that there's coming a time when evil is really going to hit its peak. But God is going to set it all in place, and he's going to strike it down because evil will be defeated, and the fall will be swift. As we read on through all of this, Babylon the Great has fallen, has fallen, and so on and so forth. You know, all of this comes down uh, to the fact that God is going to reign over uh, the evil, and he's going to destroy it in his time. Now, the world is going to mourn the fall of Babylon. Why? Because it is a great center for commerce, uh, money, wealth, 
all of the things that the world worships today. Now, verse 9 says, The kings of the earth who committed fornication and lived luxuriously with her will weep and lament for her when they see the smoke of her burning, standing at a distance for fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, that great city Babylon, the mighty city, for in one hour your judgment has come. And, of course, it affects the the merchants of the day, the economy of the day. The merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her, for no one buys their merchandise anymore. None of her merchandise. Oh, dear friend, those who worship materialism and wealth and all the rest of this are going to face a great big disappointment for putting their faith and trust into that system. Now, Babylon the Great. Where is Babylon? I believe it is in Iraq. And I believe this is the center of where things are going to happen. If you go back to the great harlot and where she reigns from, we'd almost have to look at the center of that place being Rome and in the Roman Empire, the revived Roman Empire through those kingdoms. This is exactly what it's talking about. But now we're going to get down to the fact that the two are going to turn on each other. There's going to be all kinds of chaos and death and suffering and everything else. But friend, just realize one day God's going to close the door on all this evil. Today we think, man, there's so much evil in the world. And when good people suffer, when children suffer, when we see places like ISIS and the rise of all that evil religion stuff that's going on, friend, God one day is going to take care of it all. Don't you worry about it. He's got it all set up. And as we continue through the book of the Revelation, you're going to see the end of the story. I can't wait to get there. When we get to chapter 19 next week and we we get into chapter 20 and 21 and 22, oh, dear friend friend. The end is coming and it is glorious for the saved. It is frightful for the unsaved. And so God, what he's saying is you better repent lest you all likewise perish the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. So as we look at these things today concerning the rise and the fall of Babylon, how quickly it came up, how swiftly it went down. In one hour, Babylon is destroyed. And friend, I want to tell you, God knows what he's doing, and he's got everything in his hands. We sit here sometimes and worry about what's going on in the world. Dear friend, you don't have to worry about it. If you know Christ is your Lord and Savior, he's going to rescue you right out of all this. So the best part is that the believer gets to be with Christ. And the sad part is those who choose not to believe in in Christ will suffer the judgments to come. You know, I think a lot about this as we're studying the book of the Revelation, uh, how important it is that we tell people God's word. Share with them the truth. Tell them what's happening. And uh, we're going to continue more in our second half about some very interesting things concerning these texts and especially about the religious part of it. But I I just want to encourage you to stick around. But before we break, uh, we got some announcements that we're going to share with you of good things happening at Colonial Oaks Baptist Church. And by the way, if you have questions, God has answers, and we can help you with that today. So as we go to our announcements today, I'm going to ask Lindy to share with us the great happenings at Colonial Oaks Baptist Church. Take it away, Lindy. Thank you, Pastor. Yes, first, let's start with our weekly schedule at Colonial Oaks Baptist Church on Sunday mornings. We have Sunday school classes for every age group, including infant care, so the entire family can come at 9.30. 30 is that that 
that's when our Sunday school classes begin, 9.30. Then at 10.30 in the morning, adult worship service and children's church at the same time. That's 10.30. Now, throughout the summer on Wednesday evenings, we hold a an adult prayer meeting and Bible study with Pastor Gary, and that begins at 6 o'clock on Wednesday evenings through the summer. Okay, now, where can you find us? If you've not been here before, you will find us on Bee Ridge Road at 6901 Bee Ridge Road, just about a mile east of I-75 at the Bee Ridge exit. Our phone number for the church office is 941-377-2737. Again, that's 941-377-2737. Now, our website, mycobc.com, mycobc.com. Check out our website for information about special events throughout the entire year. Now, Faith Answers is a radio outreach of our church family. And like Pastor said, because you have questions, God has answers. My friend, that's why we're here. Now, if you happen to be searching for a solid Bible-believing church in the Sarasota area, why don't you come in and worship with us tomorrow morning, 1030 in the morning? You know, Pastor Gary's exposition of God's Word is direct from the Scriptures. He never, ever compromises the entire counsel of God, which is vitally important, my friend. Please come and experience the warmth of our loving church family for yourself. And let us know you're here, won't you? We do love to meet our radio listeners. Now, a very special event's coming up. Grab that paper and pen if you haven't already. We are having a special beach baptism, which we do uh, several times a year, depending on weather. We're going to be at Turtle Beach on Siesta Key the first Sunday in August at 6 p.m. If you want to be baptized at the beach, call our church office at 941 377 First Sunday in August, 6 p.m., Beach Baptism. All righty. Now, if you happen to have just tuned in, you are listening to Faith Answers Radio, where you have questions, God has answers. And you can contact the radio studio here directly with your questions and your prayer needs. Oh, we love to pray for you. You know, our entire church prayer team also prays for you. And of course, we love to receive your questions. That's why we're here. Now, you can call or text us at the radio station, 941-952-8797. Again, this is the radio station. You can call anytime during our broadcast or even not during our broadcast. Just leave a message, 941-952-8797. You can feel free if you wish to send an email to Pastor Gary, C-O-B-C at Comcast.net. Again, that's Pastor Gary, C-O-B-C at Comcast.net. Now, my friend, I'd like to take a moment and examine a very serious matter with you. It's a life or death matter. Let's reason this out together, okay? First, the Bible tells us very clearly that when the wrath of God is unleashed upon the earth, if you are without Christ, you will perish unto eternal damnation. It tells us that Jesus is the only way out of that, and it's going to happen. You know, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Numbers twenty-three nineteen continues on to say, has, has he said, and will he not do it? 
or has he spoken and will he not make it good? I mean, come on. This is God, my friend. Now, let's take a quick moment and talk about heaven, all right? You know that you, in, in order to get to heaven, you've got to be saved, right? And if you're not a sinner, you can't get to heaven because only sinners can get saved and go to heaven. Hmm. Salvation, then, is a free gift for the condemned sinner. The righteous do not need a savior. I should say the self-righteous. Do you believe you're righteous in God's eyes? You know, Romans 3.10 says there's none righteous. No, not one. But don't think that you can be good enough to qualify. Oh, please don't. You may say, well, what if I live a good life and I, and I don't harm anyone? And hey, what about Mother Teresa? Isn't she righteous enough? You know, God says no. He says that you can't do anything to qualify. He says it's by grace you've been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It's a gift of God, not by your works, so that no one can boast as if he did it himself. No, it doesn't. Dear listener, very, very important thing I want you to know right now. Please know how much God loves you. But you know, he's angry. He's angry with you if you've not believed him. He sent Jesus to the cross to reconcile you to himself. Oh, he wants to be with you. He loves you so. In Revelation 3.20, Jesus says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, remember that's our choice to open the door. He says, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. How beautiful is that, my friend? God himself will come in if we only will open the door to him. Is the Holy Spirit calling you to trust God right now? It's not too late, but any moment it will be too late. Oh, stay tuned, my friend. At the end of the next half hour, Pastor Gary will explain how you can escape hell and be forever saved unto everlasting life with God forever before it's too late. Back to you, Pastor. Thank you, Lindy. And truly, God loves you. But you know what? On the other side of that, he's got to judge sin because he's righteous. He's just. Hey, listen, stay tuned, my dear friend. We're going to go to the bottom of the hour for news and announcements. And when we get back, I want to here's a Bible question for you. Who is that great harlot church spoken of in the book of the Revelation? Hey, we're going to address that issue when we come back in our second half. So don't go away, my friends. Stick around because we'll be right back. You're listening to Faith Answers with Pastor Gary Roy, pastor of Colonial Oaks Baptist Church in Sarasota. To learn more, call 941-377-2737. We'll be back with more Faith Answers in a moment on Faith Talk 570 and 910. Jesus said, I came that you might have life and that you might have it in the most boring, mundane way that you can possibly imagine. Some people think that God is a cosmic killjoy, but today on Focus on the Family Minute, comedian Ken Davis has a different perspective. Is that what it says? No. I grew up believing that. I grew up believing if it's fun, it's wrong. And there's a couple of you that still believe it. 
And there's some of you that are unwilling to trust God because you think he wants to tear the joy out of your life. He said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. That you might know what abundant life is. He created you for great purpose, for great meaning in life. Hear more from Ken Davis at FamilyMinute.org. Here's Dr. Charles Stanley, keeping believers in touch with God. Who are your friends? Are they people that uh, contribute to your godliness? Are they people who contribute to your obedience? Are they people who love you because of your godly influence in their life? You walk with wise men, you're wise. You walk with fools, you're going to be a fool. If you live a life of wisdom, you're going to have joy. You're going to have a sense of peace. You're going to have a sense of happiness. You're going to have a sense of success about you. If you follow God's simple plan for your life, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be famous or wealthy or this, that, and the other, but it means this. You and God are on great terms. And He created you with His best plan in mind for you. For help and hope from God's Word, visit In Touch with Dr. Charles Stanley at InTouch.org. This is Owen Strand for townhall.com. The best way to overhaul a culture is to change the way it thinks. Here's one major way to change cultural thinking. Stifle the free exchange of ideas. This is what's happening in California right now. Assembly Bill 2943 would make it an unlawful business practice to engage in a transaction aimed at promoting, quote, sexual orientation change efforts with an individual, end quote. This pernicious bill is an attempt to silence those who want to help people with unwanted sexual feelings. Many religious and non-religious people agree that we flourish when we honor the basic design of our bodies for both sexual practice and personal identity. This bill is Orwellian, silencing those who seek to provide help and wholeness to people who are reaching out. California legislators ought to do what the people have elected them to do, protect free speech and enable people to live a free life. I'm Owen Strand. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. America's unique graduate leadership degree offered on its most beautiful campus. If you've just joined us, you're listening to Faith Talk 57910 FM 102.1. As we feature some of the ministries that make up the Faith Talk family, Saturdays at noon, it's Pastor Gary Roy with Faith Answers. Let's continue the program now. Welcome back to Faith Answers with Pastor Gary Roy on Faith Talk 570 and 910. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Here's your host, Pastor Gary Roy. What is the great false religion or the great harlot church of today? Oh, dear friend, there's an answer in the Word of God about this, and we're going to be discussing this in our second half. Glad you joined us and stuck around for this uh, great broadcast about the book of the Revelation, and we're so thankful that you listen in. By the way, you have questions. God has answers. You can text us anytime at 941-952-8797, and friend, we'll be glad to help you with the Word of God. We'll research it for you if you have a question about all this. 
Hey, friend, we're uh, talking about the, the book of the Revelation, chapter 17 and 18, the rise and the fall of Babylon. Now, when we think of Babylon, we think of place over in Iraq, uh, and we think of all the places that uh, Bible history has surrounded in that area. And then we talk about the one world church and the false religion of that day that, by the way, is going to be guilty of the blood of the saints, uh, the martyrs of that church. And and uh, they're going to be responsible. A religion is going to be responsible for the death of many of the believers in Christ during the tribulation. We say, wow, how can it be a church and then exercise that kind of uh, uh, activity upon God's people? Well, friend, it's happening today. And I can tell you over in uh, the Middle East uh, and places where in Iran and so on like that, when you have ISIS running around and you have false religions, and by the way, uh, there's a, a jihad that is out there against Christians and Jews, and it's coming out of a religious system. Now, we're told about some things in the, the book of the Revelation that this stuff rises up quickly and it falls rapidly. And so the rise of it, I think, is beginning. I think you see always there's been a, a, a false religion in the world that is anti-Christ. And that's where we get the anti-Christ from. When we talk about that philosophical belief that Jesus is just a man and um, he was just a, a good guy who went around starting a religion. But my friend, that's, that's false religion because Jesus Christ is the son of God. He's the head of the church. He is the one who died for us on the cross, was buried and rose from the dead. So we're going to be talking about this today. And why is it that Christianity is such a threat to religion today? I think that is another question we can talk about as we get on in our discussion. Well, Lindy and I are here to help you, and uh, we want you to understand God's Word as we study the book of the Revelation. You know, we're getting down now uh, to the final chapters, and uh, man, as we get on into the the next chapters up the road, it's going to get very exciting. So you want to just kind of stay tuned as we keep on keeping on with this uh, Bible study. Well, today, Lindy, we're talking about the uh, rise and the fall of Babylon and some very fierce words coming out of Scripture about a great harlot church that is found in the book of the Revelation. Very interesting material here today. Very interesting. This is uh, this is heavy stuff. I yes, got to tell is. you, but it's exciting. Little by little, I'm I'm able to understand it a little bit more. I, I used to not be able to get it at all. I'd read it and go, well, "What does this mean?" You know. Sure. But you've been through it so much, and I've learned a lot from you. Uh, I don't know, you know, hardly anything compared to what you know. But it is fascinating, and it's really amazing how the Lord saw fit to set this out in writing for us, so we can see. You talk about false religion. What do you think about me saying it this way, that all religion is false? Would I be accurate well, if I said that? That's true. And you had said earlier, Pastor, that um, you were talking about we have when we're saved, it's not about religion. It's about a relationship. Absolutely. Well, what if I propose this to you? That it's not just a relationship, it's a reconciled relationship with God. That's it. Isn't that it? Because we, we we were uh, estranged from God. Yep. We've been reconciled to him. 
Absolutely. Because even even when we're estranged, that's a relationship in its own. Absolutely. Isn't that a good distinction? Well, and the Apostle Paul brought that out about being reconciled unto God. Yes. And we help others get reconciled unto God. Yes. And so that's true. Our fellowship was broken with God through the fall of man and sin. And now what we're being is reconciled, reconciled. Uh, unto him. And right. by the way, that, that includes the fact that you become part of his family. Absolutely. Yes. And we were just talking about as we're as we're talking about this, rec, rec, excuse me, the reconciled relationship. That's what we believe because that's what the Bible says, and we know that the Bible has proven itself to be true. So we know that is the truth. What we believe is Christ and Him crucified. Amen. And all about you know we, everything else falls under that. But what we don't believe, see. Someone pointed this out to me recently, very recently, that we can, you know, it's not hard for us to say what we believe or at least intimate what we mm-hmm, believe, mm-hmm. but we rarely say what we don't believe, especially in this politically correct world. No, I don't believe that right. quote unquote religion is true. No, I do not believe any religion is true. Can you imagine someone saying that? And yet I'll say it right here on the radio. Exactly. I'll say it to the radio listeners. I'll say it to you, Pastor, that I don't believe in any religion. Yeah. I don't care. You bring it to me, I'll say I don't believe it because I don't. There's only one true reconciled relationship with God. That's the only way to be with God. I don't care what you call yourself or what little antics you go through. Sorry, I don't mean to offend anyone. Right, right. But, and I agree with you 100%, you know. Lindy. I, I think as, as our listeners listen today, uh, we have to understand that we don't worship a system of religion because... Uh, anybody can make up a religion. Anybody can right. uh, uh, get up tomorrow and start their own set of beliefs. Now right. we have that going on in our society today. We're going through some great transformations in our in our own country today, politically speaking, and ideology uh, with the with the uh, ideology of the of the world today is becoming more and more apparent. There's distinct differences yes. between uh, the, the 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 things that we're looking at. Say, for instance, if it's capitalism or it's communism or however you want to put that but i think this key here about religion and relationship i think the line is drawn and how do we tell the difference you know there's a lot of people get swept up in religion and it sounds good they might even put the tag jesus on it they might even uh, tell you about prayer and uh, the holy spirit but friend it, it it may be that it's being perverted from the scriptures Matter of fact, the message of the gospel has been perverted over the ages to mean that you help the poor and you get out here and do community work. That is not the gospel. And even though that's a good thing to do, humanistically speaking, you can do that. That is not the gospel. The gospel is the good news about Jesus redeeming us from our sin and giving us eternal life in heaven, forgiveness through the blood and escaping the judgment to come. Amen. And if we don't have the understanding that we are at odds with God, well, we'll never get there because first we have to come to understand, just like we were talking about during the announcements that, you know, are you righteous? Nope. I can tell you right now you're not unless you've been uh, cleansed by the blood of the lamb. Then in God's eyes, you are righteous. This is so important. Please, please call, ask questions, whatever, because I mean, if you have any doubts, if you're confused in any way, please. This is so very, very important. Um, Pastor, I almost called you Lord. Pastor, um, no. you, were talking, <laughs> stop. you were talking about the current events, the current political uh, 
you know, condition uh, of today, the religious and the political um, horizons that we're on Mm -hmm. here. As you were saying that, all I could see was it's all about God. It's all about false religion. Well, political, keep the church and the state apart. You know what? You can't. There's nothing. And people will disagree, I know, but I'm kind of boiling it down to to the uh, bottom denominator and that and that is that it's all about God. It is a political system, socialism, capitalism. You said Jesus isn't socialism, socialist. Absolutely, people are even either they're worshiping themselves or they're worshiping God, the true God. And you're so right. And I want to make this point important and clear here. You know, Jesus wasn't a capitalist, and nope. he wasn't a socialist. Right. Jesus is the Son of God, and he didn't use the government to fulfill. The needs Absolutely. of the people. And that's, well, you made that point earlier. You know, and, and the word of God, by the way, the, the word of God talks about some things. We're going to dis- discuss this later on up the road here because I feel a real need biblically to identify uh, things that we believe by principle in this country versus politics. Because too many people are bent on this ideology thing that they, they bought into and uh, their ideology becomes their religion. You know, right. uh, even the atheists say, well, they don't have religion. Sure, they have a religion. That's right. Their religion is humanism. Their religion is uh, self-supporting uh, sup- uh, them. And uh, and so when we say, is there a true atheist? I don't think there is a true atheist because a true atheist believes in absolutely nothing like this. But I would say this, that there is anti-God philosophy out there. You brought up a good point. Okay. It's against God and his word. Now, here's the danger. And I want to say this because we're talking about a religious system that turns violent and hateful. And the book of the Revelation, this is what's going to happen. And it is beginning to take some sort of traction, in a sense, of an identity even in our day. When religion is hateful and violent and kills people, which need I say radical Islam uh, that is out there doing things like that, or any religion like this, Friend, that's, so- that's governed by Satan himself. Right. And so religion, under the name of a god, uh, does not necessarily mean it's God. And by the way, right. uh, I want to say this, folks. Just because someone says, I believe in God, what God? Yeah. We've got to identify what God you're talking about exactly. here. Because there's a lot of gods out in this world, and there's only one true and living God. Amen. So oh, there. that's so, so good. <laughs> Again, that's like bottom line of everything, too. It's like, who is God and who is not? Right. <laughs> you are not, and he is. Anyway, if you want to know who God is, pick up your Bible. If you don't understand it, ask God to help you understand it. And if you have questions contact us. That's why we're here. Is that That's why right. we're here, Pastor? Absolutely. You have questions. God has answers. 941-952-8797. That's correct. And oh. please text us. We'll, we'll be glad to help you answer your question. Absolutely. Oh, there's so much here. Um, we didn't even talk about, or did we talk about yet the the Holy Roman Empire? Is oh, it too? that's a the, good one. The revived did you you know we talked during our break and then we talked together here and it's like 
I don't know if we said this on the radio or <laughs> when we were talking, but we were talking but using it, the word ecumenical. Or ecumenical. And I asked you, what exactly does that mean? Because, you know, I hear the word, I've known it, but I thought it kind of had to do with church or something. But it really means all-inclusive, you know, everything is all together. So it kind of, it, it actually means all the belief systems the religions, all the churches, even they don't even call themselves a church, whatever it is. We all agree under this one thing, you know, and the uh, government slash religion. We know in the end times there's going to be a one world government. We know in the end times there's going to be a one world religion. Well, how about the fact that it could all be under the umbrella of the Holy Roman Empire, which right. once was. Right. And it's going to be revived. And so you're going to have your church and your government all the same. Um, can I just share, oh, oh, where is it here? Um, it really, really, really helped me. Can I just yes, share real, yes, real quickly? Can. Yes. Okay. This helped me, friends, and I hope it helps some of you to understand a little bit about this. And, Pastor, please clean this up if I get it wrong, okay? About the Holy Roman Empire. I don't know if it may be the first time you're hearing this concept even. Well, I'm just going to read some. This is what I've got in my hand is the Haley's Bible Handbook, really excellent book, and and we're talking about um, the uh, the Holy Roman Empire essentially. Um, I'm going to just read out of here. It says the papacy was a domineering power of the world of the world. Get that the Pope. The world. Oh my gosh, from the sixth to the eighteenth century. All right. It was the most despotic power in history. Get your mind wrapped around that. Mm-hmm. I never really knew that, okay? Right. Its its growth was gradual, and it gained from the ninth to the... Okay, I know we don't have much time. Let me just cut to the chase here. Um, so it's been declining, and uh, oh, what's my big point here? Um, all right, I'm going to read about... And Catholics, if you're listening, please... Please stay with us. Call, contact us. I don't mean offense to you. I'm just going to read what historically has been the fact, okay? So we're talking about the papacy. We're talking about the Pope. We're talking about the Holy Roman Empire. Anyway, um, so since Napoleon, the, the papacy is just about ended the Pope's political power in Europe. Now listen to this. Since the papal power in world government has been a mere shadow of, it, shadow of what it was in the Middle Ages, that's in the Middle Ages, popes spoke and kings trembled. Did you know that? Popes were basically ruling the yes. world, the Pope. Yes. Imagine the whole world. Blaspheme the name of God. Okay, perhaps a reference to the Pope's decree of his own infallibility. I just plant those little seeds. Wow. Okay. To- and, and, and there's truth to church history of this. And you know what's interesting about what we read in the in the Revelation here is that the rise of the false religion coming up uh, is going to be destroyed by the beast. Yeah. Uh, it's going to turn yeah. on her. Yeah. And, and now let me say something here because... The Roman Catholic Church has has changed. I mean, uh, it has gone through metamorphosis and and change. Every time there's a pope, there's something new. You can get a real conservative pope. You can get a real liberal pope. You can get people who think the pope is next to God and infallible. But, friend, this is what we talk about. The one world church, I think, is going to be ecumenical. It's going to be all-inclusive. Now, when we read that and we see that in our modern times, 
what they're what people are trying to think is well everybody's welcome of course everybody's welcome to come to church uh but the word inclusive is very deceptive in this fact it may be inclusive everybody on the streets welcome to come in and worship with us no matter what you do who you are but when it comes to doctrine we cannot be all inclusive amen because doctrine means that we stick to what the bible says the word of god and what what's under attack in churches today and religions today is the holy word of god we're getting less and less of uh, bible teaching and preaching and more of a socialized i want to make you feel good message and friend just picking scripture out of the Bible to make you feel good is not the way to study the Bible. We've been going through this book of the Revelation here for several weeks. And I want to tell you, it's a challenge to do such, but it is also above that. It is a tremendous blessing. Nobody wants to talk about judgment. Right. Nobody wants to talk about hell on earth during the tribulation and all the things that are happening. But God put it there for us to understand something. It's about his nature. It's about not only his love, but his justice. And we have to have the word of God preached in the pulpits. The biggest problem today in false religion is no Bible. No teaching right. from the scripture. Matter of fact, there are some places trying to outlaw, uh, outlaw the Bible. Unthinkable. They're, they're preaching about you, about about man, not about God. Yes. They're making up their own. Th- oh, it's just, oh, it's heresy. Well, um, I just want to tell uh, a story uh, years and years ago when I was a pastor in North Carolina. Uh, we had a couple come to our church. And, uh, and I went to visit with them and I said, uh, now, uh, is this your first time? Yes. And did you go to church somewhere? Yes. We went to such and such church. And I remember one thing I said, well, why are you leaving your church? They said, well, I'll tell you the reason last week, the pastor got up in the pulpit, opened the Bible, began to read it. And he shut the Bible and he says, I don't want to read this today because this is a book of fables. Oh, my. Now, that's a pastor telling a congregation that the Bible is a book of fables. Uh, You know what I told that couple? You're right to get out of there. Go find a Bible teaching church and just so happens you found one. But I'm saying this because we can't get up there and politicize our church into, you know, popularity contests Mm -hmm. and everything else. We have to stick to the inerrant, infallible, preserved word of God. And this is where false religion is going to rub against the true word of God. And believe me, it's happening today. Oh, my goodness. You know, it it is overwhelming. Sometimes I can't even get my thoughts together. You know, kind of another bottom line is is let's look at the, the big picture. All right. God makes it. Everything's perfect. We sin. We go against God. He loves us. He provides a way out. He provides himself. Jesus dies for us. We receive him. We're good to go. We don't receive him. That's why we're on this radio. Because if you have not yet fully and honestly from your heart of hearts recognize that you're a sinner, according to God's law, not according to what anybody else says, according to God's law, that that applies to you and that you're going to choose to believe God Even if it's just like you're not even positive, but it looks like it could be true, you better get with him and say, agree with him, and so that you don't go through this tribulation. We're here to help direct you away from the tribulation 
so that you will get saved now. Amen. Today Amen. is a day of salvation. Oh, and I'm so glad you led it up to this point, Lindy, because this is exactly how we want to end our broadcast today. You know, the Bible is very clear about salvation. You, know, you say, well, Pastor Gary, every time you're on the air, you share the gospel. And yes, indeed, I do. And every time I preach a message in church, I share the gospel. We can talk about every subject in the world in the Word of God. We can talk about finances. We can talk about health issues. We can talk about social issues. We can talk about all kinds of things. But my friend, the bottom line is this. Have you had your sins washed away in the blood? of the Lord Jesus Christ. And how's that all work? You know what's going to change our world? Not some new uh, policy or some new program. What's going to change our world is faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to go on record to say that we stand for the things of God and we are distinctly Christian and we stand with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now you say, man, I'm saved. I already know the Lord. Well, then take this message to someone who doesn't and uh, be a witness to them. All you have to do, friend, today, and if you're listening and you've got problems, problem here and you want to get it solved? Hey, listen, just tell someone, you know what the Bible says? All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That means everybody, everybody, religious figures mostly, and they need to understand that they're sinners because like Lindy said earlier, the self-righteous, they, they got their own way. They don't need to get saved. They're not, they don't need this, but the sinner says, I need help. I need someone to rescue me. Dear friend, all have sinned, even including the self-righteous. And they've fallen short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death. And very soon we're going to be talking about the second death that is in the book of the Revelation. But the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. I am so glad God gave us the escape. I am so glad today and so humbled that God sent his only begotten son into this world to die for our sin, to be buried in an empty tomb, and then three days later to rise from the dead. Do you believe this? Do you believe it at all your heart? The Bible says, if we confess and believe that Jesus Christ is the Savior and rose from the dead, we will be saved. Oh, a simple prayer that a sinner prayed as he went to worship one day. And as the Pharisee stood and looked at him and said, I'm glad I'm not like that guy. And the sinner down there on his face before God said, Oh, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. Would you like to pray that prayer today? Then simply and from the your bottom of your heart to, to the Lord, pray this prayer today. Oh, God, I know that I'm a sinner. And I believe that Jesus died, was buried, and rose from the dead to save me, to give me escape from the judgment, to cleanse me from my sin. And I confess you today as my Lord and my Savior, Jesus, thank you for saving me today. Oh, dear friend, if that's your prayer, we want to hear from you. You can text us at 941-952-8797. And if you have a question out there, dear believer, listen, don't hesitate. Text us at 941-952-8797. Well, listen, that's all we have time for in this uh, study this week. Be sure to tune in at you each and every weekend on Saturday at 12 noon and Sunday at 11 a.m. to 
Faith Answers. And on behalf of Lindy Rosenbaum and myself, we want to wish you a very blessed and wonderful day. You've been listening to Faith Answers with Pastor Gary Roy. Faith Answers is a listener-supported program. Your generous gifts are needed to help meet the goals of providing solid Bible-based teaching that will strengthen the walk of those already following Jesus and through the power of the Holy Spirit, draw others into a saving relationship with Him. You can help support the Faith Answers radio ministry by visiting mycobc.com. That's mycobc.com. Or mailing your gift to Faith Answers CO Colonial Oaks Baptist Church, 6901 B Ridge Road, Sarasota, Florida, 34241. You can call Pastor Gary Roy at 941-377-2737. Your support is a true blessing to Pastor Gary Roy and the Faith Answers Radio Ministry. Hi, this is Tony Bunkley. As you may know, Bill's on the road to full recovery, and the whole family's looking forward to having you along on our pilgrimage to the Holy Land this November. Bill's worked closely with Boaz Shalgi and EDI Travel to craft an incredible itinerary. We traveled with EDI last year, and our trip was so inspirational. This time, we want you with us as we visit Jerusalem, Bethlehem, Jericho, the Sea of Galilee, the Dead Sea, Masada, even Petra in Jordan, and so much more. You can see it all, including Jerusalem's new U.S. Embassy and a special dinner at Boaz Private Residence. As someone in the travel industry, let me say that this all-inclusive trip at just $3,925 is an incredible value. Join me, Bill and Zach, on this 10-day all-inclusive pilgrimage, November 10th through the 19th. Call 813-515-1510. That's 813-515-1510. I'll personally answer all of your questions or check out all the details at letstalkfaith.com. Faith Talk 570 WTBN Pinellas Park. Online at letstalkfaith.com. A service of the Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. The Trump administration is planning emergency aid for farmers affected by the trade disputes with China and other partners. After the administration put tariffs on $34 billion in Chinese goods, Beijing responded with duties on soybeans and pork, which have hurt Midwestern farmers. Two people familiar with the plan say the administration would give them direct assistance and other temporary relief. That comes just hours after the president tweeted tariffs are the greatest and that trade partners either need to negotiate fair deals or get hit with duties. House Speaker Paul Ryan's among those disagreeing with using tariffs to address trade imbalances. I just don't think the tariff route is the smart way to go. And says other lawmakers are making clear they agree. Sagar Magani, Washington. On Wall Street, the Dow by 198 points, the Nasdaq down a point. This is SRN News. Writing a Christian book, you're doing an amazing thing, getting it all down on paper. But once you've got the manuscript, then what? Well, you can spend a year or more trying to find a publisher, or you can cut right to the chase. Make your book real with Zulon Press. Finding a publisher is time-consuming and uncertain. With Zulon Press, things are quick and definite. They specialize in one thing, helping Christian authors put their books in print, 
Zulon Press will publish your book. Zulon Press gets it into bookstores. Your book is on Amazon. Work with Zulon Press and there's no question, you are a published author. If you're writing a Christian book, get your free publishing guide from Zulon Press. Just log on to ChristianPublishing.com. That's ChristianPublishing.com. Zulon Press, book publishing by Christians for Christians. Get your free publishing guide at ChristianPublishing.com. Zulon Press is a division of Salem Communications, the same people who bring you this nifty radio station. This hour of the Bill Bunkley Show is brought to you by EDI Travel. Welcome to the 5 o'clock hour of the Bill Bunkley Show. I'm Bill Carl. Today we're featuring some of the ministries that make a big impact here in the Tampa Bay community and are a vital part of the family here at Faith Talk 570, 910, and FM 102.1. Dr. Joe Mo Cousins is the pastor of Love First Christian Center in Riverview and the host of Fresh Wind Radio, airing Monday through Friday at 1 p.m. here on Faith Talk. You can also listen online at letstalkfaith.com. It's time for Dr. Jomo Cousins on Fresh Wind Radio. When you call on me, when you come and pray to me, I will listen. When you come looking for me, you'll find me. Yes, ooh, now here it gets down. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want me more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. Now, this is our problem. You want stuff more than you want God. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all else shall be added unto us. Question, what are you thirsty for? Are you thirsty for stuff? Are you thirsty for his presence? What are you thirsting for? We hope you're excited to hear God's word today on Fresh Wind Radio. We've got some incredible opportunities lined up for you later on in the broadcast to support this radio ministry. But for now, let's get straight to the word with Dr. Jomo Cousin. God is doing something Love is about comfort, but love is also about confrontation. Don't run from the confrontation. I don't like it either. (laughs) I don't like confronting my wife or my kids. But I realize love is also comfort and love is also confronting. And that's a balance. So now Abraham comes a lot. Hey, brother, I love you, man. But right now we see the place is too small. For the call. So what I want you to do is you choose whichever land you want and whatever you want, I'll go the opposite direction. The challenge with this is I'm Abram. The favor's on my life. I should just pick whatever I want and let you have the rest. But since I realize you're not my source and God's my source, I'm going to let you choose what you want and whatever is left over, I'm going to trust God for mine. So when you're in a disagreement with some family member, just say, what you want, take it. God bless you, you can have it. Don't argue about it. They're not my source. God's my source. So with that, you have the ability to let some stuff go. Hallelujah. He said, so let, said Lot said, let there be no strife, I beg you, between you and me or between your husband and my husband. We're relatives, we're family. Is not the whole land before you 
separate yourself, I beg you, from me. If you take the left hand, then I'll go right. If you choose the right, then I'll go left. Wow. <laughs> How many times do we do the opposite? Versus we say, because we're worried about somebody cheating us. We're worried about somebody taking advantage of us. <laughs> I, I, had a, I had a season in my life where I worked for a particular company. And uh, I was underpaid. I didn't know it. And uh, the boss said, uh, Jomo, I'll, I'll double your salary. I'll take you from 75 to 150. Now, with your new job description, I need to go fire this man. Now, this man helped me get the job. I said, you know what? I'm cool at 75. Six weeks later, the business folded. I started my own business with some friends. Within six weeks, I had to fire the same person. Pastor, what's the revelation? God was trying to tell me way back here to cut weight. But I didn't want to do it because I didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And I had to do it anyway here, and it was more painful. God has been speaking to some of you for a long time about certain friends you've had in your life. But you keep them there. And the longer you keep them there, the more they're going to hurt you. So when God is pressing on you, man, something wrong, leave him alone. He's trying to give you an inkling that this is not going to work out good for you. But we fight it. Raise your hand if you had some friends in your life. Where God said, let them go. And you held on. And you held on so long, it hurts you. Come on, let's be honest. Let's be real. And you knew that God was saying, you know what? You need to leave them alone. They're not going to help you. But yet we hold on. Friends, how many of us have them? Let's be friends. Ones we can depend on. You, you have to be mindful that when God is telling you to let some people go, he's really trying to help you get to another level. <sighs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> you have to qualify who's in your circle. You have to qualify who you allow in your ear. Not everybody's supposed to be speaking into your life. You are the average of your friends. If you don't like the average, change your friends. If you're the smartest person in your circle, get a new circle. <laughs> Pastor, you're hurting my feelings. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not here to make you comfortable. I'm here to push you into greatness. Verse 10 says this, and Lot looked and saw that everywhere the Jordan Valley was well watered. Before, everyone say before. The Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. So guess what? He was looking at Sodom and Gomorrah, didn't even know it. It was like the, like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as you go to Zor. Then Lot chose for himself all the Jordan Valley and traveled east, so they were separated. See, what I've learned is when you have an opportunity to share, give somebody an opportunity to see how they really do. My, my, my brother-in-law, uh, his, his, uh, uh, 
my, my, my mother's wife, my mother's mother, my mother's mother, my wife's mother. Lord Jesus, I mumbled that one up, huh? Ooh, thank you, Father. She makes this pound rum cake. <sighs> Hallelujah. We shouldn't be talking about cake on a Daniel fast, huh? <sighs> and uh, Bobby and I, a couple months ago, we were at the house. And that they had a last quarter of cake left. And I saw the brother make a move to the microwave. <laughs> Can you, anybody know when somebody about to go tear down the last piece? I saw the brother kind of. <laughs> he looked over to see if I was asleep. You know that, that after Thanksgiving nap. But I heard. <laughs> that brother went to the microwave. And he looked at that piece. And the Holy Spirit quickened me. <laughs> and I got up and I saw that brother working on that cake. He said, oh, hey, brother, hey, brother. <laughs> we can split it. <laughs> that brother cut a piece. I say, brother, that piece is a little bigger than this piece. <laughs> Watch out for people who eat the last chicken wing. <laughs> Pastor, what a chicken wing got to do with this? <laughs> I guess I'm just hungry. <laughs> Praise God. What it is, Lot showed his heart towards Abram by taking the best. I've been carrying your butt the whole time. And now you get an opportunity to come up, you forget about me. Let's just be honest. Let's just be real. Many times in relationships, people will show you who they really are when it gets down to small pieces. Hmm. Hmm. Praise God. Now the brother gave me the cake, so I'm good. We still good. Praise God. <laughs> Everyone say choices. Decisions, consequences. Now, verse 12, verse 12. Abraham dwelt in the land of Canaan, and Lot dwelt in the cities of the Jordan Valley, and moved his tent as far as Sodom and dwelt there. But the men of Sodom were wicked and exceedingly great sinners against the Lord. By the way, the move Lot made, in the, uh, he lost his family's wife, turned to salt. That decision he made. That's what I'm saying. Sometimes choices, sometimes choices uh, lead you to a bad place because you didn't realize the consequences of that choice. That's why anytime I, I do something, I think about the long range. How is this going to work out for me in the end? Hallelujah. Praise God. My, 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 my babe, uh, Charmaine, we've been together 21 years now. 21 years. Praise God. <clears throat> and it's getting better and better. I'm telling you. I want to bless. And she knows whatever. I'm, I'm, blessing that, I'm blessing that girl. And I'm going to do more and greater. God showed me some stuff. And, and, and Pastor, why do you say this? Some of us never get past the fight to get to the good stuff. Because, see, many times we want everything now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Look at your neighbor and say, who's he talking about? Who's he talking about? Talking about everybody. Talking about everybody. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 14. 
Now here is good stuff. Verse 14. Church, let's look at the screen and read together. Verse 14. The Lord said to Abraham, after Lot, stop right there. God started speaking when Lot started leaving. Could it be that God can't speak because you got some people that's around you right now? Could it be that God has a higher level for you, but see, he can't get to you because you got the wrong people in your sphere. Some people got to go. Pastor, that's mad. Now, look, I don't care what, look, look, understand this. In the limited time we have, if God is calling you for promotion, not everybody goes. And you got to get over it and be cool with it. Because, see, if I've been faithful and obedient and the promotion got my name on it, I'm taking it. And what God was telling him, he said, look, I've been, remember, remember, back in chapter 12, I told you to let him go. This would have never happened if you'd have listened back then. And now you're hearing. And what I love about the scripture, verse 14, he says, now that Abraham is gone, a lot is gone, God has started speaking. And God says, look up. North South, east, west, everywhere you see belongs to you. You're listening to Fresh Wind Radio with Dr. Jomo Cousins. Dr. Cousins will be back in just a moment with more fresh perspective from God's never-changing word. In the meantime, we wanted to let you know that you can hear our current series and many others by logging on to our website at freshwindradio.com. For your gift today of any amount, Dr. Cousins would love to send you his current teaching series entitled How to Hear God. This nine-part series unlocks the secrets to experiencing God's voice in fresh new ways, and it can be yours today. Simply log on to our website at freshwindradio.com and click the Donate tab. All of us at Freshwind want to thank you for continuing to give to this listener-supported radio broadcast. We all know communication is important to developing any relationship. But when it comes to our relationship with God, communication is vital. Prayer is the key to strengthening the lines of communication between you and God. And Dr. Jomo Cousins wants to help you build that conversation by sending you his prayer CD. For your gift of any amount to this radio ministry, Dr. Cousins will send you this audio compilation of prayers pulled right from the Word of God. So to give your gift today, simply visit our website at freshwindradio.com. Hey, did you know you can join Dr. Jomo Cousins each weekday morning for 20 minutes of prayer to start your day? That's right. Monday through Friday at 6.30 a.m. Eastern, Dr. Jomo hosts a prayer conference call. It's a great way to begin your day in communication with the Father. The number to call in is 712-432-0075. Again, the number is 712-432-0075. You simply enter the access code 101-804. Again, the access code is 101-804. For more information or to leave a prayer request for Dr. Jomo to pray over, please visit our website at freshwindradio.com. And now, let's get back to the Word. (laughs) 
So even the land that Lot thought he had belongs to you. Why? Because you trusted me. You let him feel like he won. Because the battle is not yours. It's mine. Could it be that God hasn't spoken to you in a while? Because you have not made the decisions he has asked you to make. Right now, analyze your sphere. Analyze the people you spend your time with. And ask yourself, if I follow them, would they get me to Christ? <laughs> that list will start to get crossed out real quick. Is this person going to get me closer to God? Is this person the kind of person I need to fellowship with? Would I be embarrassed if my friends knew where I was right now? Be careful who you fellowship with. And be careful what fellow you put in your ship. Hey, pastor, you can take it wherever you want to take it. However it means it to you. Be careful who you fellowship with. And be careful what fellows you allow in your ship. Because all we think about is a brother named Jonah. He was the wrong brother in a ship. And the ship was about to be shipwrecked because of one person. Let's just be honest. Let's just be real. Wisdom keys number one. God has a plan. You may not understand it, but his plan is better for you than you think it is. You have to be able to trust God's plan. You have to trust him when you can't touch him. Trust him when you can't track him. Trust you. Trust him when you can't trail him. You have to trust him. God's way is better than your way. <sighs> Jeremiah 29, 10 through 14 says this from the Message Bible. And this is God's word on the subject. As soon as Babylon's 70 years are up and not a day before, I will show up and take care of you as I promise and bring you back home. I know what I'm doing. Ooh, I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Plans to take care of you, not to abandon you. Plans to give you a future you hope for. If you have the bumper sticker, Jesus is my co-pilot, get it off your car immediately. <laughs> Jesus is your pilot. Hallelujah. <laughs> when you call on me, when you come and pray to me, I will listen. When you come looking for me, you'll find me. Yes, ooh, now here it gets down. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want me more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. Now, this is our problem. You want stuff more than you want God. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all else shall be added unto us. Question, what are you thirsty for? Are you thirsty for stuff? Are you thirsty for his presence? What are you thirsting for? As a deer pants for water, I pant for his presence. Oh, do I need thee. What are you thirsty for? For the Bible says those who thirst and hunger for righteousness shall be filled. Feed your faith. Starve your doubt. 
Feed your faith. Starve your doubt. Feed your faith. Starve your doubt. Get hungry for God. It's one thing about our father. He will give you everything you need. Everything. The question is, is that what you really want? The enemy has many distractions to get you off course. But I promise you, family, as Matthew 6, 33 says, as you seek him, everything else you need will come to pass. If you put him first, make him the priority. Look at it says, yes, when you get serious about finding me and want me more than anything else, I will make sure you won't be disappointed. God's decree. I will, t- I will turn things around for you. I will bring you back from all the countries into which I drove you. God's decree. Bring you home to the, go- to the place from which I sent you off in exile. You can count on it. Hallelujah. Number two, number two. We must trust God. We must trust God. Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with what? How much? Lean not in all thy ways, and he shall. Ooh, now look what this says here. I like this one. Uh, in all thy ways, acknowledge and recognize him, and he will make your paths straight and smooth, removing obstacles that block your way. So the question I have to ask you today Have you really put your trust in him? 2016, a new year. Do you trust him? Come here, Mike. Come on up here, son. Appreciate you, brother. Hallelujah. You been working out, Mike? Okay. Praise God. You ready, Mike? I'm about to fall. Are you ready? Which way you want me to fall? Don't matter? Well, praise God. Let's go. Yes. Jesus loves me. Now, <laughs> boy, it's hot up here. <laughs> now, the Bible says, trust in the Lord with what? And lean unto what? See, this is your understanding. It's shaky. this is your understanding it can't hold you up it's only a matter of time before I hit the floor now I've let a little bit of my weight up but if I really started leaning Do you see how your understanding will leave you? Did I tell him to go? I didn't tell him to go anywhere. You see how your understanding will abandon you in the midst of your, because see what happens, your understanding was never made to support you, much less a man or a woman or a job cannot support you. God is your source. Everything else is a resource. So guess what? When you put your trust in man, money, stuff, it eventually will fail you. So don't be shocked when it drops you. 
because it was never made to support you. So why are you shocked when it hurts you? Because it was never made to hold you up. That's why he says, trust in the what? With all thy heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. Your understanding got you where you are today. Hallelujah. Listen, family. <sighs> Worry about nothing. Give God everything. Let's say it together. Worry about nothing. Give God everything. Say it. Worry about nothing. Give God everything. Push that neighbor. Touch that neighbor. Touch him. Do you hear it? Do you hear it? Do you hear it? You look worried right now. Come on. Shake it off. Shake it off. Get it off you. Worry about what? Give God. Worry about. Give God. Give God a shout of praise. Amen. Bow your heads. Close your eyes. You've been listening to Fresh Wind with Dr. Jomo Cousins, Senior Pastor of Love First Christian Center in Tampa, Florida. If you've been blessed by the word today, you can pick up a copy of today's message or any of our other great teaching series by simply visiting our website at freshwindradio.com. All of us at Fresh Wind want to thank you for listening and for your continued support to this radio ministry. If you'd like to support Fresh Wind Radio, you can do so by visiting our website, at freshwindradio.com and simply clicking the donate tab. Thanks again for supporting. We'll see you next time on Fresh Wind Radio. God is doing something Saturdays at noon, Faith Answers with Pastor Gary Roy. I like to think of the Ten Commandments uh, as being commands that help us to live a better life rather than just being ten suggestions. Uh, There are laws in Leviticus that our own country has used to govern a civil society. Faith Answers with Pastor Gary Roy. Saturdays at noon on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. 
He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. The best voter is an informed voter. Get to know the candidates on this year's ballot at the 2018 Candidate Forum, hosted by Bell Shoals Baptist Church in Brandon, Friday, August 3rd, starting at 5.30 p.m. This free event allows you to meet the candidates running for local, county, and state office. Find out where they stand on issues that impact us all. The 2018 Candidate Forum, Friday, August 3rd at Bell Shoals Baptist Church. For more information, email 2018CandidatesForum at bellshoals.com. That's 2018 Candidates Forum at bellshoals.com. This is Owen Strand for townhall.com. The best way to overhaul a culture is to change the way it thinks. Here's one major way to change cultural thinking. Stifle the free exchange of ideas. This is what's happening in California right now. Assembly Bill 2943 would make it an unlawful business practice to engage in a transaction aimed at promoting, quote, sexual orientation change efforts with an individual, end quote. This pernicious bill is an attempt to silence those who want to help people with unwanted sexual feelings. Many religious and non-religious people agree that we flourish when we honor the basic design of our bodies for both sexual practice and personal identity. This bill is Orwellian, silencing those who seek to provide help and wholeness to people who are reaching out. California legislators ought to do what the people have elected them to do, protect free speech and enable people to live a free life. I'm Owen Strand. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate leadership degree, offered on its most beautiful campus. Weekday mornings at 9. Don't miss Moving Forward with Dr. Stephen Rummage. That is the gospel message, the gospel defined. Jesus died sacrificially, he rose victoriously, and he offers salvation to everyone who believes in him. That is the gospel. Moving Forward with Dr. Stephen Rummage. Weekday mornings at 9 on Faith Talk 570 WTVN. Online at letstalkfaith.com. Looking for more than just a job? Searching for a career path with a higher calling? With a company who wants you for your life skills as well as your job skills? Find a career you can believe in. Find your true calling at ChristianJobs.com. ChristianJobs.com is the largest Christian employment website with thousands of job listings in the Christian sector. Get connected with outstanding employers that share your values and understand there's more to you than what's in your resume. I've always wanted to focus my energies in the Christian community because, to me, having a career means more than just a paycheck. ChristianJobs.com allowed me to apply all my skills in a meaningful way. Find your true dream job today at ChristianJobs.com. I found not only my dream job, but my calling at ChristianJobs.com. Once you see the long list of quality job opportunities available, you'll never settle for just a job again. Visit ChristianJobs.com. ChristianJobs.com. Affordable family fun is what you get with every Clearwater Threshers game at Spectrum Field. See the stars of tomorrow playing today in the Florida State League. There's lots of promotions, too, including Saturday fireworks, concerts, Dollar Tuesdays, Feeding Frenzy Mondays, Tijuana Flats Taps and Tacos Thursdays, and Brunch on Sundays. Find out more in the complete schedule by going to their website at threshersbaseball.com. Threshers Baseball. Get hooked. Thanks for listening to The Bill Bunkley Show. Today, we thought we'd take a moment to feature some of the ministries that impact so many lives across Tampa Bay as vital members of the family here at Faith Talk 570, 910, and FM 102.1. 
When it comes to apologetics and intelligent design, no one has a greater depth and breadth of knowledge locally than Dr. Tom Woodward, founder of the C.S. Lewis Society. You can dive deep into the big questions and the big answers Saturday mornings at 1030 during the Universe Next Door. Why do we exist? Were we created with a purpose? Or are we just here by chance? What are we to believe about life, faith, and worldview? Welcome to the Universe Next Door, focusing on answers to the questions we all consider. The Universe Next Door is sponsored by the C.S. Lewis Society and Trinity College of Florida and supported through gifts from listeners just like you. Discover more resources and continue the conversation at apologetics.org. And now your host, the research professor of Bible and theology at Trinity College of Florida, author and speaker, Dr. Tom Woodward. Welcome to The Universe Next Door, where we are excited to be talking about apologetics, the evidence that points to the truth, to the confirmation of the message of Scripture, the message of biblical Christianity. Uh, you know, Bill, I was just talking with a group of men here. They're attorneys, they're businessmen, they're men uh, at the top of their ladder in their development of their career. But it was just so wonderful this uh, morning to be able to share in the fellowship mm. in Christ and to mutually build each other up in our faith in Christ using John Stott's book, Basic Christianity. And, uh, you know, I'm just thinking that's what the Christian faith is all about. It's it's not just we're like on our, you know, lonesome, the Lone Ranger idea. We mutually support each other. And that's what this program is all about, is building each other up in our common faith by, by just, uh, you know, sharing our, our doubts, our concerns, our questions, and saying, hey, I'm excited to discover this and to understand the truth of Christianity. Well, we're so glad to be able to share it with you. And if you're a longtime listener or maybe somebody who's just joined us on the Universe Next Door recently, we would love to hear from you and hear how this program intersects with your life and how it uh, impacts your thought processes and the way you uh, look at God and creation and apologetics. You can contact us at apologetics.org. That's apologetics.org. And we're excited to remind everyone that you can also, as an email uh, point of connection, uh, just use information at apologetics.org. And I sometimes forget to, to mention that that's our most direct way of reaching me or any of our team here in the ministry of the C.S. Lewis Society. Uh, if you want to check us out, we're actually listed uh, the IRS uh, for, uh, you know, some people prefer to use our other name, uh, Apologetics Incorporated. But we're we're blessed to have the website apologetics.org. Some people say, how did you get that? And I just say, we asked for it. And it was there. <laughs> and it was there. It was available in 1995. <laughs> That's right. I think the, the next day after we got it, probably 15 other people jumped in and said, well, sure. can I have Apologetics? No, it's taken. Done. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So we are excited uh, to be sharing with you. There is a lot of new video material we're, we're prepping. So if you keep prayer lists, uh, if you follow ministries with their prayer requests, we can ask you to just uh, join us in prayer as we are very much in the thick of working with a, a great team at the Digital Light Bridge up in uh, north end of Tampa Bay. They've been uh, helping us with our web uh, you know, presence for a number of years. We're working with another group of people that were able to put on the Intersect uh, ministry uh, from about oh, two years ago, and for we're hoping to uh, be able to feature a lot of new material, both from the Intersect Conference and other conferences that we've been been holding. One of them 
that attracted almost 7,000 people to an arena in Bangor, Maine. Uh, we hope to have those some of those talks available within the next 30 days. Isn't that mm. exciting? Praise God. Yeah. yeah. So uh, keep uh, keep up on our, our web presence, especially with the additional video material. And I want to just mention that uh, there is a mandatory bill. Uh, I just found this out yesterday. Dr. William Lane Craig, you okay. know him, one of the leading. We've had him on the program. Yes, a great uh, apologist, one of the most important figures in apologetics today. Uh, he has his own incredible ministry, Reasonable Faith. Well, if you just Google uh, or do a YouTube search, Reasonable Faith Animated Videos, it will bring you to his uh, folder of seven, I think it is, seven animated videos. And we're going to be, de- be developing our own animated videos to represent our material. But his his animated videos are spectacular, and we're going to be actually uh, giving uh, excerpts of them over the next few weeks. But I would encourage anybody who wants a quick totally enjoyable crash course on the strongest arguments for God and the most powerful evidence for Jesus Christ, who he is, what he did, what he accomplished on the cross and through conquering death. Just go to uh, YouTube and just watch, and they're like four or five minutes long, each of them, uh, and just put in Reasonable Faith or William Lane Craig and then animated videos. They are nothing less than spectacular. So my my hat goes off to uh, not only Dr. Craig, and the Zangmeister uh, Enterprise that put these on, but all those who made that possible through their funding of those animated videos. Well, today we're going to be uh, turning to the hypothesis specifically about the Christian theistic God concept, the, the contention or the claim that there is one God and that he exists as a triunity, a fellowship, uh, a community, if you will, of three persons. And so the one God, Father, Son, Spirit, uh, this is a truth that was hammered out from scriptural uh, revelation very, very quickly in the Christian era. Uh, basically, God brought out this information and clarified it through the New Testament. And, uh, and it's something that both the Eastern Orthodox, Roman Catholic, and Protestant, all three branches of Christianity, 100%, 1,000% endorse the truth of one God who exists wonderfully uh, in love and justice and righteousness and purity and truth and all the fantastic qualities, one God in three persons. But how do we know, really, other than someone telling us that this God exists? Mm. How do we really ver- verify? How do we confirm or vindicate the claim, which is really an important uh, foundational claim for everything that we decide, everything that we live uh, on, we, we live on the basis of truth, or we should, how do we know that this is true? Now, you may say, well, it works for me. Well, <laughs> the therapeutic answer, it works for me. Well, you know, what you works know, there, for me may there be... There are people in 12-step programs mm-hmm. um, who are atheists or agnostics, and, and that program works for them. Mm-hmm. I, I met a guy one time who said his higher power was a baseball. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, and I'm not making yeah, fun. I'm not mocking. But, I'm not mocking yeah, him, and right. I'm not mocking that. I'm just saying that... The argument, it works for me, mm-hmm. is not kind of the be-all, end-all argument. There are many things that, quote-unquote, can work for us for a, for a small time or for a long time, and yet still not be the truth. Absolutely. And that very idea of it works for me, is that the important criterion uh, for knowing about God and knowing about Christ or Christianity? Lewis addresses that in his essay, Man or Rabbit, and, and we actually have on our webpage at apologetics.org, 
in our webpage called Lewis and Aslan, we have the YouTube um, spoken form mm-hmm. of that essay, Man or Rabbit. And uh, at the conclusion, Lewis says, well, you know, Christianity is, is someone says, well, will it, will it really help me? Lewis says, well, don't you really want to know whether it's true first, whether whether or not it will help you? Don't, and, and well, uh, maybe. Well, he gets to the end of this. He says, well, actually, it will help you. But the most important fact is that it's true, mm-hmm. you know, right. that it has a, a factual basis. And so, uh, but as we, we were mentioning last week, this whole idea of a hypothesis, which is a common term in science of an idea that will explain the data. Okay, so we're, we're detecting things, whether it's through a microscope or a telescope or chemical analysis, we're finding some new phenomenon. Well, why is that? You know, how do we explain this? Oh, I have a hypothesis. I have a, an idea of what's going on behind the scenes that would explain everything we see. Mm. That's the idea of a, of a hypothesis since the really the 1600s and the ideas of Newton, Kepler, Galileo, and of course, later's, uh, later on, Lavoisier. Uh, revolutionized chemistry when he discovered that there is such a thing as oxygen. And this old theory of phlogiston was tossed aside into the ash heap of history. <laughs> what is phlogiston? Oh, go read it up in uh, your Wikipedia yeah, page. One of those, yeah, yeah. The, the four humors. That's right. Know, but, yeah. And so, but the, but the reason that the new hypothesis worked is that it explained the data. So Lewis in his, and we mentioned this last week, so this is kind of a continuation, this is part two, if you will, of uh, what we see uh, from last week, and that is that the hypothesis of Jesus Christ being God and being the second person in the triune God and having come to earth, having penetrated the, the universe he made down to the level of humanity so that he could live among us, live that perfect life, and then lay that down as a substitute for our our messed up, rebellious, sinful life. And then through that swap, through that exchange, that, that substitute, then he could come back up and bring the universe, the redeemed universe, up with him. Now, not everybody is redeemed because some people harden their hearts and they resist the, the warnings that we have a sin issue, we have a sin problem, and they just kind of push it aside. And Christ says, no, don't do that. I, I stepped in. I took your place. And that's where Isaiah 53 comes in. We we could you know go into that separately, but I, I just love what Lewis says, and I'll just repeat it again as we dive into more science data today. That this uh, the the crucial point is the, the resurrection of Christ. He had defeated death. The door which had been always locked had for the very first time been forced open. I love that phrase. This is something quite distinct, says Lewis, from mere ghost survival. I don't mean that they just disbelieved in ghost survival. He's talking about the Old Testament saints. On the contrary, they believed it so firmly that on more than one occasion, Christ had to assure them that he was not a ghost, that he was actually back in bodily, soul, spirit, bodily form. And so he asks the question uh, at the near the end of this essay, is whether any hypothesis covers the facts so well as the Christian hypothesis. And then he adds, that hypothesis is that God has come down into the created universe, down to manhood, and come up again, pulling it up with him. And the alternative hypothesis is not legend nor exaggeration. No, the apparitions of ghosts is either lunacy or lies. So what I want to do is tackle again, uh, take us into another uh, vein, another area of scientific evidence, to check out the science side of the God, 
a Judeo-Christian God hypothesis. So stay tuned as we dive back in The God Hypothesis Part 2. One of the hallmarks of intelligent design is the amazing double helix molecule, DNA. And maybe you've heard Dr. Woodward talk about the DNA molecule model that he's commissioned and is since used as an incredible teaching tool for apologetics and in the classroom. The digital code found within DNA is compared to the code language used by a modern computer. And now for a limited time, you can own your own copy of this colorful 37-inch dynamic DNA model at an incredibly low price. Check out the special limited time offer at apologetics.org. That's apologetics.org. This twistable model is perfect for learning about the wonders of biology, whether you're age 9 or 99. The model zips open and closes again using embedded magnets, and its seven-color system, along with the model's own catchy song, makes it an ideal surprise gift or an incredible hands-on classroom tool for your favorite teacher. Order your copy of Dr. Woodward's Dynamic DNA Model today at Apologetics.org for a very special price. Again, it's a limited-time offer at Apologetics.org. Click on DNA and the Universe Next Door and enjoy this unforgettable learning experience. Order yours today at Apologetics.org. Welcome back to the Universe Next Door. Focusing on questions of life, faith, and worldview. You can learn more about this program and tap into further resources at apologetics.org. And now your host, the research professor of Bible and theology at Trinity College of Florida, author and speaker, Dr. Tom Woodward. Welcome back to the universe next door where we are considering evidence for the God hypothesis. I love to use that phrase and I'm now using it more and more with my lectures on c.s lewis because after all bill you, he used it himself there you go you okay. can't, get any, can't get any closer than that no you can't so lewis um loved the the work of um gk chesterton who inspired him uh he was one who also would think in very crisp and clear logical terms about christ uh, lewis actually developed his lord liar lunatic argument based on i think primarily based on scripture and the encouragement, the example, if you will, of G.K. Chesterton in his book, The Everlasting Man. Chesterton kind of set it up, and then Lewis comes along like a volleyball player and spikes the ball. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's kind of an athletic image there for you. you. So uh, what what we see in Lewis's work is not so much, you know, working in the area of science. He, he did comment more and more near the end of his life, uh, the discarded image has some powerful statements warning us about science trying to move in and kind of like take the place of theology and philosophy and say, I'm the king of the mountain. You know, I will tell you what's true and what's not true. And Lewis says, boy, that's that's danger time. Mm. Danger, Will Robinson, danger, to use the phrase from the movie. But um, Lewis actually uh, deferred to scientists. I think it was very proper. To, to consider what science is telling us. One thing that Lewis did say in, in regards to, let's say, the idea that man is involved in some evolutionary scenario of one kind or another is that if he's doing anything in evolution, he's devolving. He's moving backwards. That is, it's a downward spiral, not an improvement, not an advancement. 
not a uh, evolving to a higher, more sophisticated system. So I think that I would agree with Lewis. I think he dimly saw from that perspective the mid, mid to late 50s, early 60s. He died uh, in 63. So Lewis uh, passed before the cracks in the current theory really began to appear. So he was ahead of his time, in my view. But let's getting back, let's uh, try to get back now to the issue of scientific evidence that confirms, that validates, and vindicates the Christian message that we are created, not evolved step by tiny step through natural processes, but that we are masterminded by an incredibly brilliant designer, namely the creator God of the Bible. One of the things that I've been looking at is RNA news. Now, RNA is the copy of DNA, and we were talking last week a little bit about the um, exit, the passage through that circular gateway in the nucleus of uh, snippets of RNA that are actually packaged. They have this kind of like folded format, and they have a little exit ticket. Uh, it's called the Glee One, Bill. Isn't that cool? The Glee One. Yeah. Okay. So if you're singing with great glee, that means I have my ticket. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's really poor. Uh, so the, the, <laughs> the Glee One ticket is actually presented, and these little basket and finger-like fronds feel for the ticket. And they say, yep, it matches. You can go. So it allows the RNA to pass out of the nucleus and into the cytoplasm where that RNA is pulled into a reading machine a factory, a microscopic factory called the ribosome. And there are thousands of these ribosomes, as it were, embedded in the mesh, in the uh, matrix of the cell's environment outside the nucleus. Well, how does it get outside the nucleus? It has to pass through, and then it surrenders the ticket. We were just explaining this last week. Mm -hmm. Well, what about that RNA itself? Is that RNA itself showing design? Well, absolutely it's showing design. Several ways. Number one, When the RNA is actually copied from the DNA, the DNA has to be opened up, and there is a a set of protein molecules that literally separates or or stretches open right in the middle of of the DNA ladder so that that sequence of letters can be read and copied. Secondly, there is a a set of DNA um, transcription molecules that work together the uh, transcriptome uh, is, the, is the sum of all the transcripts made from all the DNA of a given cellular type. But the work of actually transcribing the DNA from the, uh, the original form into an RNA, into a copy, is the work of an incredible complex of protein molecules that are opening up and then very carefully making the step-by-step, literally the letter-by-letter half-ladder structure of the RNA. As if that wasn't enough, the RNA transcript, once it's copied and is, as it were, floating in the nuclear environment next to the DNA, it has to be spliced. And so we have a gigantic machine called the spliceosome, which has, again, many constituent protein parts that are necessary to actually snip here and there so as to remove sections of that RNA. You may say, well, if I was going to uh, copy a, a very important page out of a book, I would not come back and start cutting out pieces of that page. Why is this happening? Oh, 25 years ago, if you would read books on DNA and RNA processing, they say, I don't know. That was their answer. 
I don't know. Evolution. <laughs> evolution. It just evolved that way. And that's kind of the all-purpose explanation when you don't know something. Oh, evolution explains it. It's, it's kind of a, a, a placeholder for ignorance. And so what they have found since is that the fact that we have these what are called introns that have to be snipped out, and then the pieces that remain, the good pieces, have to be, as it were, joined, spliced. That's why they call this, Bill, the spliceosome. Okay. Because it's snipping and then splicing. So the spliced pieces then form the RNA that goes through that nuclear pore, the gateway. But wait a minute. How did the spliceosome entailing literally a dozen, or in some cases more than a dozen, machine parts, how does it evolve? How did it evolve? Wow. Good question. Proposed answer? I don't know. I mean, there's no idea on the horizon. It is such an amazingly fine-tuned and very complex machine with many working parts, all of which are necessary for function. And does that sound familiar, Bill? Irreducible complexity. There we go. Just Michael Behe, again, in his book, Darwin's Black Box, was pointing this out as early as the 1990s, 1996. But back to our question. Then, so what does this um, intron have in it? Does it have anything in it? Well, originally they said they're just it's just junk. You know, the junk evolved in there and now has to gotten, be gotten rid of. And these pieces, these intron pieces are just discarded. Well, it's not so. They began finding 15 years ago messages embedded in the introns that are absolutely necessary for telling the remaining parts of the DNA, or the RNA rather, what to do. And just this last month, an encryption announcement came. The actual modifications, the methyl tagging, can you believe it, Bill? Wow, we haven't talked about that in a epigenetics. while. Yeah, epigenetics. We talked about epigenetics. the additional, yeah, we talked about the addition of methyl tags. Now they know that methyl tags are added not to the cytosine, the C letters, but to the A letters. And on our model, that's A, Azure, Asul. It's the mm-hmm. blue part. So we're going to have to start drilling holes in our blue parts so that we can put our methyl tags in the blue when you, when you make it represent RNA. But anyway, so what's going on? Well, I'll just read what it says here. RNA is composed of four bases. That is four letters, A, U, C, G. And they disseminate a message with fairly simple code. In recent years, research has shown an unprecedented impact of RNA modification. And we're talking about methyl tags added at all steps of the process. More than 100 different RNA modifications have been identified with roles that involve both binding to proteins, binding to DNA, and binding to other RNA molecules. And now they're finding that there's an encryption. An encryption means there's a code that only you who have the key can read it. And they have now found an encryption code in the exact placement of the methyl tags of RNA. Now, some of you may say, this is going way over my head. And so what I will just say in short is that the research team that published this new report from Aarhus University in Denmark have uncovered something that is akin to a secret code that you have to have the encryption key in order to read it. And this enables you to speed up or to slow down, depending on the context, depending on the cell type, which encryption key you're given. And so the people who wrote this article are finding this incredible high level of encryption technology is right there in the intron, that's the snipped out pieces, and the exon. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.